This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Wrestling Network, friends, family, everyone else. I guess you're all friends and family. Welcome to this week's episode of Your Home for Everything Modern Day Wrestling, Place TV Nation's main event. I am Scott Criscolo. Joining me as always, the conscience of Place TV Nation, who has the best internet he's ever had, so he's not at Rosemont, nor is he at the old Chicago Stadium, nor is he not tangled in the Wrigley, Wrigley uh, Ivy. The conscience of Place TV Nation, Mr. Steve Willie. I wish I was tangled up in the uh, Wrigley Ivory right now because we got uh, quite the snow coming down. <laughs> let's let's start baseball. Let's let, let's do it. Yeah, hey, I got breaking news for you. Like I had breaking news before we went on there, but I have more breaking news. More breaking um, news. Do you like? I don't mind some of the wrestling news sites. You know, I like Meltzer, right. like Fightful. You know, Post. There's there's some good stuff on there. People who take mm. their job seriously. Uh, 411 Mania has a post that Goldberg wasn't a fan of Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show performance. Oh, fuck. Well, we were going to do not one, not two, but three big weekend show previews, but we're just going to talk about Rihanna and her book (laughs) for the next hour and a half or whatever. So anyway. Thank God, because I was dying to know uh, what Goldberg was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, ladies and gentlemen, that is the voice of the sheriff, Pete Schermacher. What's up, Pete? (laughs) <laughs> much. How's it going, boys? Good, good. Uh, the Godfather, Nate Milton, could not join us tonight. He is uh, still uh, working for love in all the wrong places. But uh, uh, Nate, we miss you as always. And, and uh, of course, Nate will be back. So it'll be uh, Pete, uh, Steve, and I uh, this evening. Uh, so this big weekend of wrestling, three shows, three shows, Saturday alone. Uh, so if you're listening to this as it drops, tomorrow, the 18th, We've got GCW, we've got New Japan, and of course the big one up in uh, Montreal, and that is of course Elimination Chamber. So big shows. And then guys, it works out perfectly because our next episode in two weeks, we will preview AEW Revolution. So our shows have been lining up nice. About time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, About time they've been previews and not reviews, although we do. We're pretty awesome doing both of them, so that's fine too. But I like the previews a little better. Anyway. So uh, in two weeks, we will preview uh, AEW Revolution, which I feel like, guys, has been going on for like, I don't know, they've been booking it for like five months. <laughs> yeah, it's a long um, time. Yeah, so we That's will. That's a promotion uh, that, I mean, it was hot and now it's not. I mean, it. Uh. Well, I, I tell you something, Pete. I feel like this show, that show, well, I mean, we'll talk more about that show next next in two weeks, of course, but. I think that show will be pretty good, and then they get the build. Then their hot show comes. See, right now they're in their they're in their in betweens. WWE gets cold on their in betweens, but now we're getting into after you know after Chamber, we're pretty much on the express lane to LA for. Well, that's not the problem with AEW. I mean, they I mean their shows are always pretty good. They're just always long, and they they're just having problems creating stars. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, WWE they, they have that hot hot program on top and 
and that's covering up a lot of their flaws. But I mean, uh, right now AEW just it just seems like it's spinning its wheels, throwing out really good matches. And you know what? If you you can get really good matches on Impact, also it really right. I mean, you get that in 2022. You can get that anywhere. So it's not right. about good match quality. It's about creating stars and making you give a shit. And and the bloodline right. storyline has people caring. I mean, that's oh yeah. Mean, uh, different. Yeah. Uh, we um. We have. Uh, I want. When's Impact's next? Next uh, big show. They have no surrender coming up. Um. Shortly. Look, I know they're. Look, let's see. I'm gonna look that up right now. No surrender. 2023. Here we go. No surrender will be on the 24th. So it'll actually be a week from tomorrow, next Friday night. From uh, Sam's Town Live in Sunrise Manor, Nevada. Wow. Where the hell, the hell I thought is it was going to be in Sam's Town, like the, on the old uh, Vegas Strip. Like the exactly. Old, yeah. What's that called? Like you, the Old Town area? Yeah. Where like the Fremont Hotel is. Where yeah, you two, Fremont Street. Thank where you. you two did the, uh, where you two did the, still haven't found what I'm looking for video. Yeah. Um, the Golden Nugget. Yeah. Uh, let's look at this card super fast before we move on to the weekend. So this is what's going on next Friday night, it's uh, a, uh, Impact No Surrender. I think you could watch this on on uh, Impact Plus. I don't correct. think this is a pay-per-view. Yeah, it's correct. Um, Mickey James is defending the Impact Knockouts title against Masha Slamovich. Josh Alexander was defending the world title against Rich Swan, former champion. Uh, there's a four-way to determine the number one contender uh, for the Impact world title. It's Brian Myers versus PCO. Versus, and it's a myriad of people, either Steve Macklin, Rhino, Eddie Edwards, or Heath. So a myriad of those guys. Um, Time Machine, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, and Kushida will take on the Bullet Club. Uh, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Kenta in a six-man. Deanna Perrazzo taking on Giselle Shaw. Mike Bailey against Jonathan Gresham. That should be fun, speedball. The Death Dolls will take on the Hex. The uh, Hex! Girls. It's my girls! The yeah. Hex! My girls, that's our girls, Steve, mm-hmm. for the uh, knockouts tag team titles. And Frankie K will take on Khan in a singles match. Who the hell is Khan? Am I supposed to know who that is? Oh, Khan from New Japan. Oh, it's Connor from uh, no. it's Connor from the uh, from the uh, whatever the Ascension. From the Ascension. That's right. It's not Connor. He's so bad they cut his name in half. Vince better. Thank God Vince doesn't book oh, anymore. Geez. He'll be cutting everybody's. He'll be cutting everybody's name in half. Your name is and now that's Trip. The- that's the not as, like, if you're going to take the Ascension, it wasn't the good guy, Victor. Yeah. He had, like, some association with the the Heart Dungeon. Yeah, Connor's the Haas. So, anyway. So, that's yeah, the Impact. That looks like a fun show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, actually, have, very much so. Yeah, have a lot have, of good guys coming in. Yeah, and if you have uh, Impact Plus, that show is uh, is part of the subscription. You don't have to buy that for pay-per-view. All right. So let's start from the bottom and work our way up. So the first show we'll talk about, GCW uh, is doing a show called Middle of the Night, which is taking place as, uh, at uh, 8 o'clock local time, so 11 o'clock our time, from the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles. It's interesting. Ali Catch takes on Charles Mason with uh, Thrussy and the Mercenaries banned from ringside. Also, uh, Gage versus Bailey, so my favorite, my least favorite wrestler ever in the history of ever nick gage and uh 
Speedball, Mike Bailey. Commander against Leo Rush. Cardona to take on Wayne. Uh, Blake takes on, I think that's Willie Mac. Masios taking on Bollywood and a Lucha six-man tag. So we won't really, we won't, we won't uh, predict those because we don't, I I barely know half the guys. But (laughs) it should be a fun show. If you have Fight TV Plus, uh, it's free. It's part of your subscription. So if you want to check it out tomorrow night, 11 o'clock, live on Fight uh, GCW with middle of the night. All right, let's focus on the two really big shows happening. Uh, this is also happening on Fight. This one's not free, though, but it's only 20 bucks. That's actually a pretty good price. I'm not going to lie. New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Battle in the Valley. I love that title, actually. It is a place, cool title. It's an awesome title. Taking place uh, tomorrow night, if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, from the San Jose Civic in San Jose, California. So this is part of that New Japan strong, I guess. Uh, again, uh, by the way, on a side note, Steve, why don't we go back a bit? Because we didn't, we haven't really had a chance to go to go because uh, you weren't with us two weeks ago. Um, the uh, new beginning in Osaka, which was back on the eleventh, uh, which was back on last Saturday night. So mm-hmm. not too far away. So quick recap. Uh, United Empire defeated Toriano and Oscar Luby by pinfall. Los Ignorables de Japón defeated uh, Tomoaki Honma, Shota Umino, Tiger Mask, and Ryusuke Taguchi by pinfall. Eight-man tag. What a shock. Uh, uh, Ishimori defeated Master Wado by pinfall. Uh, Tanahashi defeated Kenta. That must have been a fun match. Did you watch any of these, Steve? No, I'm a little bit behind. Uh... I can tell a little bit more why later. Like, I, I have New Japan World, but I want to see, like, you know, like, these pay-per-views that are popping up. Like, they usually take, like, a month now to hop on. So, oh, okay. it's, yeah, it's, you know, I don't want to spend 20 extra bucks right, for a pay-per-view that's going to be up there in 30 days. Yeah, Like, true. you know, I'm rolling in the money and all, but... Here comes the money! <laughs> Here we go! I see you, you so, walk I don't around want to your double office. Spend. But, but I'm like definitely a cheapskate at heart when I know when I can get it for free. Right. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Steve, so Steve, you go back and forth in your office, whipping your arm all around and shaking back and forth like Shane does. Do you have a, do you have a, do you have a baseball shirt that's, that has like, uh, the ROH, uh, honor club logo and a line through it? <laughs> and every time I go out to get a client in the waiting room, I do a different wrestler entrance. Only I know what it is. Like no one else is going to know what it is, but I will. <laughs> um, so Tanahashi beat Kenta. That, that was probably a pretty good match. There was a six-man tag for the never-open-weight uh, six-man tag title. Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Ren Narita defeated the House of Torture, which was which is evil, uh, Yujiro, Takahashi, and Sho. Uh, this was actually a big match because this a lot of people think this is a prelude to the guy that lost this match going somewhere. Uh, Hikuleo defeated Jay White by pinfall in a loser-leaves-Japan match. The match was 25-08. Of course, a lot of people think this is a prelude to Jay White leaving New Japan and heading to one of the big three. Uh, I, I doubt he's going to impact. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's in is, good. Is with, Impact considered the big three? I I, th- I consider them number three. Okay, no, that's fair. I'm just going to make sure we're on the same definition. Yeah, no, I I, I feel like they're number three. Uh, I here's my. This is what I have for. I've. This is what I've always said, Pete. Let me just preface. I've always said that that there's a North American, quote, six-pack. There's WWE, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor when they were on their own, New Japan, and NWA. 
that's my and I kind of and I've never really I mean game I guess GCW is kind of on the side there but as like the seventh. So I consider AEW WWE AEW and Impact one two and three, and I don't think Impact could afford them. AEW might, but I could definitely see uh, Jay White going to going to WWE. I do. Um, but we don't know. We'll see. But anyway, that match was supposed to be kind of the prelude to it. Uh, Tamatanga defeated El Fantasmo to retain the never open weight title. And in the main event, my man, KO, the other KO, uh, Mr. Okada defeated Takagi to retain his world title. So that was the, uh, the match was 3207. Do you think anybody, Pete, Oof. I'll ask both you guys, but I'll ask you, Pete, do you think anybody in the last like eight years has wrestled more matches over 30 minutes than Okada? <laughs> it's a lot maybe right? Omega. yeah maybe kenny and most of them are against each other so i think i cancel each other yeah, out yeah ball against each other and then uh, kenny had that big run in aew as the champ and yeah he they don't usually get above 30 i mean they had he had like the the big 60 minute draw Right. Was that the 30 minute draw or the 60 minute draw he that he had 60, i mean didn't he do a couple didn't he do a 60 and a few 30s yeah yeah, yeah. You, you might be right. Yep. So this match was 32 uh, 07, but he retained the title. So that show was last uh, Saturday night. And as uh, as Steve mentioned, if you have New Japan World, I think it'll pop up in like three weeks or something. All right. So this is the show tomorrow night. Battle of the Valley from San Jose. The only other guy I would think of, I'm sorry, it might be Danielson uh, because of late. He's been throwing on a lot of 30-plus minute ones. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Um, I won't say Roman because a lot of his ma- his matches get close, but I feel like most of his probably hit the beat about twenty five. I don't think yeah. I don't think they get I don't think they get to thirty. Um, but maybe. But he's had a couple, but not as many as any of these other guys. But I feel 25 like five is kind of the sweet spot, to be honest. Unless yeah. it's like a big time match. You're telling me that that. The 47 minutes that Triple H and Shawn Michaels did at in the in the cell at Bad Blood 2004 <laughs> is not the standard bearer for 47 <laughs> matches. Oh God. Anyway, uh, I just feel like since probably like 2015, I feel like Okada is probably the master of a half hour match. But that's just me. That's just me. Anyway, yeah, think- all right. So all right. So 10 matches total, two pre-shows, and then eight on the card. The two pre-shows, a guy that I love, and I I've always been a fan. Kratos, or as Aaron Stevens calls him, Kratos, uh, taking on Alex Coughlin. And Kratos had a great match this past weekend at the NWA pay-per-view against Thrillbilly Silas. He bu- he got busted open. He was bleeding like fucking crazy. It was a fun little match. My only problem with Kratos is he needs to get tights that fit better because he always looks like he's in a diaper. He needs oh, dear. <laughs> he needs to get some tighter tights. They kind of sag a little bit. Having said that, I think Kratos is awesome. I think he's a Haas. I love his Haas matches. So I don't know who Alex Coughlin is, but... He's one of the American, like for lack of a better word, I don't like young boys, but he's one of the American um, young boys, like one of the Shabbatas guys. Oh, okay. Right, right. Okay. And he's and then, starting to get more of a, they're letting him have more of a character of his own and right. and do more stuff. Then uh, David Finley taking on Bobby Fish. Wow. Feels like an old timers match. Uh, that That's the other pre-show match. Why would that be in the pre-show? That's interesting. All right, uh, eight-man tag. What a shock. Hey, listen, I make fun of that all the time, but at least these guys get paid. I mean, they're getting paid. So 
at least you're getting them on the show. Uh, Mascara Dorada, Josh Alexander. Oh, one week uh, leading up to uh, one week leading up to his big title match uh, in Impact, and uh, Adrian Quest and Rocky Romero taking on Kushida. Volador Jr., Kevin Knight, and the DKC. Okay. Now, Pete, didn't you, was that Romero versus Volador that had that real good match that you talked about, Pete? Oh, a couple of years ago? Oh, uh, no, 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 recently at CMML, yeah. No, yeah, Romero, like, had a, like, like, I have nothing against Romero. I, you know, he's just, he doesn't wrestle as much anymore. Does a lot of office stuff, but yeah, I think you had told me, or I think we said it on the air that they had a, a really good match. They had a banger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a. This is just like you got the Impact World Champion. You got the former Grand Metalik. You got Kushida, uh, Romero from Chaos. You know some some of the California New Japan contingent. It's a real mixed bag of people. I, I don't know. Who... Yeah, no, yeah, you're right about the mixed bag, but it actually feels like I like can't pick some of these other guys out of the match mm-hmm. and, and fill up this card. Like, I really don't need to see the uh, Fred Rozier, the former, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, from uh, WWE. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, Darren Young. You know? Darren Young. He's in the primetime players. Fred Rosser. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, roster. I don't really need to see that match. Um, uh, you know, uh, so I mean, I don't know if I need to see this eight man. But I, but I would, I'd be, I'd be down to see uh, Kushida work Volador Junior. I'd, I'd dig down to see Dorada and Kushida, Dorada and Volador. I mean, I don't know. Mm. But I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah, well, I'm sure it'll be. It'll be, a, a it'll be like thing. nine minutes of just utter chaos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's, that's what it'll yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, that's what it'll be. Uh, speaking of Fred Rosser, uh, he was in NWA for a cup of coffee. I think that was a, one of those. That was a couple years ago during the pandemic, when they had an agreement with New Japan Strong and that that shitty Fred Mark Fred uh, Marquez promotion. Uh, Dave Marquez, not Fred. Look at Fred Rosser uh, defending the Strong Openweight title against Kenta. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns, yes, Mr. Shelley, Mr. Saban will defend the Strong Openweight Tag Team title. What is- where, where, where does where does New Japan get these fucking like names? Strong open weight. What is an open weight? I think we I think I think uh, Steve, we should do an entire episode of main event where you explain to us what open weight means. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I I know what it was supposed to be, uh-huh. and I know what it's become. It, it's become nothing. Right. Because the original open weight was like a way for the cruiserweights to start crossing into the heavyweight. And it, to see if they could kind of hang. So, like, say, an Osprey-type guy was a cruiserweight. And then, like, oh, it, it was the New Japan equivalent of the X Division in a way. Like, you know how the old X Division was, you know, no weight limits? Yeah. You know, no limits, no weight limits? Right. It's kind of like that, only just not even remotely important. It was at the start. And the only thing less important than the Openweight Championship is the strong open weight championship. And now that I say it, the only thing less relevant than that is the six man <laughs> open weight championship, <laughs> which I don't even think that was defended at Wrestle Kingdom. And every match was a title match. And that one didn't even make it. That's a sign you have too many damn titles. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah the NWA is now adding one too. 
uh, we'll talk about. Well, I'll talk more. About, I'll ask you guys. I'll let you guys know that in a little bit. And then, of course, Dr. G and I will delve more into that this weekend on the Saturday special. But the NWA, they actually announced our next pay-per-view and they announced the new title, but they announced it. They uh, and can't, well, I might as well just say it now quickly. The NWA is now going to have a women's television championship. Um, they had kind of alluded to it like back in like October and then forgot about it. But their next pay-per-view is called NWA 312. And it's on Friday night, oh, April okay. 7th. And you know where I'm talking about. Yeah, Steve. clearly Chicago. It is in Chicago. Yes. And it's a Friday night, April 7th. I don't know where it is. I didn't. Uh, this past episode, week's episode of Power, they didn't. They didn't give a, a, a place. Uh, it's in Chicago. Don't worry it's, about it. It's, you know, it's in Steve. It's in, the, uh, it's in Steve Willie's basement. Does all this ever show up anywhere? Does what? Nick Aldis ever show up anywhere? I don't know where Nick is right now. I wish he was back. He's just plus one uh, Mickey James autograph signing. So I mean, Pretty he, much. I can't believe he. I uh, Just come back to the NWA, Nick. Please, please, please. That's where he's tailor made for. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, the so the Motor City Machine Guns uh, will be defending the strong openweight tag team titles against the West Coast Wrecking Crew of Jorel Nelson and Royce Isaacs. Funny that we're bringing up to him because I'm wearing right now a T-shirt, an NWA T-shirt I'm wearing right now, that was made probably three years ago. Uh, I got it. it was <laughs> Dr. G and I did one, like like we did the Impact Brown Bag. <laughs> we kind of t- oh yes yes they do they do like yes don west brown bag god rest in peace don uh nwa does that with t-shirts so dr mm-hmm. g and i each got the four t-shirts for 20 bucks and they i think they throw a bunch of we we split the difference but one of them i kept it's a uh, it says love can wait and it's it's royce isaacs and may valentine they were like the couple uh in the nwa like like i don't know three years ago so it's funny we're talking about this show and i mentioned royce isaacs because i'm actually wearing royce isaacs right now so there you go um, uh, that should be a fun match. I don't know if for anybody who doesn't know Royce Isaacs, he used to be in a tag team with Tom Latimer, uh, called the wild cards. They were actually a great tag team. They were actually former NWA tag team champions like 2019, I think. Yeah, um, group with Nick Aldis. Yeah. Yeah. The strictly business. Oh, <laughs> I miss Nick so much. Uh, love strictly business. Um, what do you think of this match, Steve? I haven't seen them that too much. The West Coast Wrecking Crew. I, you know, I've been a huge fan of them. You know, Motor City Machine Guns forever. I was just actually watching some, you know, random Pluto TV TNA match last night while I was falling to bed from like mm-hmm. 2007 when they were on. And it is surprising how good those two still are. Like especially Shelley, it just kind of changed a little bit more to a ground base attack, mm-hmm. and they're still like top other game shelly's gotta be i would assume in his 40s by now um saban just looks like some dad at this point just like random dad down the road but he can still go too so i i anytime the two of them together i'm good for and if this is a younger team um it's fun to see the like a veteran group bring the other uh young guys up to their level so it'll be kind of fun yeah, my buddy John Philip Habich, he does the uh, Life of on the IWTV, mm-hmm. and he did one. He did Shelley, and they did a special one, which is kind of more of like his. I don't want to call it his swan song, but it's probably it was pretty much his legacy piece. 
uh, on uh, what what he means to a lot of indie wrestlers and stuff. And it was really, really fascinating, really well done. Yeah, because mm. he went away for a year or two. Yeah, and then he's kind of made a bit of a comeback. Um, and like you said, like a swan song is almost a good way to put it. Yeah, Where, I mean, he's doing GCW, he's doing Impact, he's doing New Japan. He'll a um, lot of singles matches too that we haven't seen from him, and he's trained a bunch of guys too. Yeah, um, like Lee Moriarty, um, you know, is in AEW now and still doing a, some independence. Uh, you know, that's Alex Shelley's trainer, and I know like um, the boys from Top Flight go out to um, to train with him too out in uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right, interesting. Hmm. Just a cool looking dude too. Always, yeah. Like, even now, like the picture of the like. Still just got a great style to him. I've always been a big fan of his. Mm. So yeah, he, uh, he, he does, they talk going to hair, going to his hair and stuff and how he uh, uh, does it himself. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he used to design. Um, oh yeah, this is like a good Alex Shelley retrospective. Um, I've actually <laughs> been watching uh, The Generation Next. There's like a Ring of Honor comp that I had for the longest time on DVD. Uh, that was put up by Ring of Honor, and it's one of those things you pick up when they do them on clearance for like five bucks. Yeah, it's like a two-disc two set of Generation Next, which Shelly was, uh, you know, the the leader of for a while, and right. he used to do everyone's tights. He and I don't know if he's still with this person, but he and his girlfriend on the side would make everyone's uh, tights on the indies, and that would be like their side hustle. I'm guessing no, because he talks about his ex-wife on this documentary. So I would bet that that's <laughs> might be her then. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I, I tell you, I, I I watched one of my favorite live matches ever, uh, Mania weekend, at uh, at the at that uh, Multiverse of Matches show. Him and Bailey, right? She, she, uh, yeah, him, Shelley fought Speedball. That fucking match was awesome. Um probably one of my favorite live matches I've ever seen. And I knew nothing about speed, Mike Bailey. I had no clue who the fuck he was and he blew me away and Shelly's a stud. So mm-hmm. I like Saban too. So, um, so they're doing it again. Now it is now the match with, with, uh, the match with Hikaloa was loser leave Japan. Well, now he's out of Japan. This is in California, but he's re- facing, a, he's wrestling another leave loser leaves match. Jay white wrestling Eddie Kingston in a loser leaves new Japan match. So this might be the one guys, this might be the, the farewell uh, for Jay white. I, I think Eddie Kingston wins this match. What do you think, Pete? Oh yeah, I would agree. And I think it should be a really good match. Mm. What do you think, Steve? I'm a little bit disappointed in that stipulation. And, and the, what worked about the Hikaleo one was that there's also a lot of talk that Hikaleo that WWE is interested in him as well. So even though like oh. we knew Jay White's contract was kind of coming up, there was it could have gone both ways. Like most likely Jay White was going to lose and put Hikaleo over on the way out, but it still could have gone both ways. And they just threw the stipulation on within like the last 48 hours. Right. It, it might have even been less than that after he already lost to Hikaleo. So uh, what's disappointing about it is it kind of tips the hat over who's going to win. And mm-hmm. this is a match that I was really excited about. I don't know. I don't want to know who's going to win because I think it, if it was just a plain straight up match, Eddie Kingston versus Jay White, it could have gone either way. And that's more interesting to me. Like, I know they're going to have a great match, but if I don't know who's going to win going in, it's a little bit more enjoyable. Like going back to AEW talk in the beginning, 
Brian Danielson's had all these matches to go up to MJF at the pay-per-view. Right. He's going up against Bandito. He's going up against Timothy Thatcher. He's going against Roosh. I know those are all going to be great matches. I also know who's going to win. So it's just like, it's just a matter of time until you get to that point. So, yeah, it's kind of my disappointment. I just would have just done a straight-up match because it could be wrong. Maybe Kingston will will lose. But, you know, maybe it's just like Jay White's going to do the U.S.-based Japan shows and then, you know, kind of go around the independents and, you know, do one-offs for AEW and, you know, just do a bunch of things for a while. And has mm. Kingston ever really worked New Japan proper? Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. They they uh they went up they they were on they were on uh, uh with uh, Dave on Observer Live, and I think they kind of started jaw jacking each other, and then kind of led to this match. So, um, yeah, match or two signed battle of January nineteenth. Hikaleo forcing White on New Japan's Japanese. Oh yeah, it's, it actually specifically says it. It says at the new beginning in Osaka, White lost a loser leaves Japan match to Hikaleo. Forcing White out of New Japan's Japanese operations. Look at mm-hmm. that. Very, very, very specific here, Steve. Very specific. Yeah. Um, so I, he's going to lose Teddy Kingston. Yeah, uh, it almost sounds like he's doing loser leaves towns like in the old territory where Dundee would lose to Lawler, yep. Memphis, Evansville, uh, yep. you know, yep, Pope, Kentucky, you know, wherever. I thought of that, uh, Pete, and I thought that was pretty great. Like, this has that old school 80s uh, territory feel where. You're putting over everybody out the door. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty awesome. I, I like that. I thought I think that's pretty cool, too. Uh, Tom Lawler is taking on a guy that I've been very familiar with. Homicide in a filthy rules match. A filthy rules fight is the official term. Of course, Homicide, former NWA junior heavyweight champion. He actually wrestled at their pay-per-view this past weekend and lost the uh, lost the national heavyweight title match to Sion. Um so now he is uh, going to be out in San Jose, and he's taking on Tom Lawler uh, in a filthy rules fight, Steve. It's mm. mm. another one I'm excited about. I, I'm a, I hadn't really seen much of Tom Lawler's work until like the last couple of years, and he's fun. He's just really fun. Yeah. Mm. And, and then yeah. Thomas, he was yeah. like the bright spot on MLTV when he was on it for like the longest time. Like he was really legitimately. I mean, really made MLW. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say can't. They can't miss. But for me, for a while there, I, I was watching it religiously, just because of Lawler, how good he was, and mm-hmm. how entertaining he was. And uh, um, uh, you know, I'd, I'd really like to see him actually work, uh, maybe a G one or something like that. Uh, he worked the. He was in the G one last year. Oh, was Lawler. okay. Yeah. I take it just wasn't. Back. Not many people watched it last year. Yeah, it could be it. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I think that was a fun match. Yeah, I, I watched some of the G one of him. Like, I was at the you know speaking of GCW, I was at the show that um it did. It was like uh, Ground Control, the Major Tom, I think it was called. So it was like Tom Lawler kind of mostly ran it. Right. Uh, but I saw him at Warrior Wrestling before for Forbidden Door, and we were in the, like the front row because it was such a small show. And he's really good at working the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, like really like strong at working the crowd, no pun intended with all those strong titles. So with a match like him and homicide, homicide also good working the crowd. It's, you know, I'm assuming there's only going to be like a thousand, 2000 people at the show. I know it's sold out, but you know, a, a brawl through the crowd with these two and both of them working the crowd and scaring the shit out of people could be fun. Kind of fun. 
Sounds mm. like that show, the match they might even play better live than it will be on tape, possibly. Yeah, I think so, too. They work the crowd. Yeah, people don't realize how the difference between night and day between guys who know how to work a crowd and guys who just go through the motions of working matches and because that's how a lot of guys just do it because they're worried about their spots and stuff and they kind of forget, well, the most important thing is connecting to the crowd and every match I've ever seen Lawler live, which I've seen maybe two or three handful, he's always connected to the crowd and uh, the guy, he has charisma, he has star power, um, I'm surprised he's not higher up. Uh, and like, he seems like he'd be a perfect fit for New Japan uh, with their type of old school mentality in a way. Yeah. Mm. Um. So the San Jose Civic, which used to be called the Civic Auditorium and the City National Civic, it seats three thousand and thirty-six, and can be expanded up to three thousand three hundred and twenty-six in a general admission setting. So you figure if it's sold out, Steve, it's, it pro- they probably hit 3,000, most likely. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. It's a nice-looking building. They have a picture of it on Wikipedia. Um, all right, our, the three big ones. Uh, the and, uh, the New Japan World Television titles on the line. Zack Sabre Jr. taking on a, this is like a New Japan strong sta- uh, stalwart. He's been here a while. Clark Connors. Uh, I remember seeing him actually when uh, Dr. G and I were watching those UWF primetime shows a couple years ago when NWA was like in limbo and they were doing some stuff with the New Japan Strong guys. And I got to know, I got to see Clark Connors and he's actually not a bad worker. I like him a lot. I don't think he's going to win this match, but um, but I think him and Zach will, will dance a good dance for 20 minutes or so, maybe 15 minutes, uh, Pete. Do you know anything about Clark Connors? I remember watching him a few times. I thought he was kind of vanilla. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but you're right. I mean, technically, he's a good worker. Uh, but, yeah, he just he didn't really uh, – he didn't really do well, – yeah, especially I think I saw him last year, Mania Weekend. I really didn't think he was all all that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, right. But, yeah, I thought he was vanilla, kind of there. But with someone with Zack Sabre, I'm sure he'll have a, really, a good match because I'm – Zack Sabre Jr. is almost bulletproof when it comes to having yeah. good matches. Right. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Uh, Zach is my favorite wrestler. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure I said that on the show before. And this is a championship that's actually like I, I'm glad they created because they have so many belts that are utterly worthless. Like we talked about that mm-hmm. like are meaningless. Uh, even the U.S. belt that Kenny has is kind of pointless. It's rarely defended. This right. one, it's like, hey, I want to bring technical wrestling back to New Japan and they have more people that can do it now. And it's it's kind of a television championship, like a throwback in that it's like the NWA one. It's like 15 minute time limit. So it's never going to be some like 40 minute, right. you know, like wank fest. Yeah, and like the homage to Steve Regal in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the best absolutely. part of WCW, uh, you know, that television, you know, the, those real matches in like, I think like 92, 92-ish, yep. 93-ish, 94, yeah. where it's just like, hey, we're going to do like technical style matches He's he did one with Ishii, I believe he defended against, and now and now Connors and I can like he he doesn't wrestle in the U.S. very often, and I know he's also got a match with Defy coming up, so I think he's gonna win this, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do that Danielson match at some point in the next month. Mm-hmm. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this next one is obviously one of the money maker. Ma- this this match might be the bigger money maker. 
for this show than even the main event. Uh, the long-awaited uh, match that was uh, pretty much booked at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Kyrie, the IWGP Women's Champion, defending against Mercedes Monet, which is, of course, the artist formerly known as Sasha Banks. Um, I'm torn on this because... I feel like there I feel like we're looking at like a like a swerve here. Like I think everyone feels like that Mercedes is just gonna walk in, beat Kyrie, and just have the belt for the next like, you know, three years or something ridiculous. I have a feeling this match is gonna end kind of schmazzy. I, I don't know I don't know why I, I feel that, but I, I, I feel like, Steve, this is not as cut and dry as it seems. Or am I crazy? I think she's gonna win, but I think it's gonna be much closer. Um, I, I know a lot, a lot of people, myself included, were really disappointed at Russell Kingdom when they had uh, Kyrie win in like five minutes or something like that. Right. And yeah, I know it was to debut Mercedes. Um, I am really anticipating this match because I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This could be like, you know, Sasha, like really showing off everything that she can do. I know she's been taking this very seriously. She's a huge wrestling fan. She's been training in Mexico. She's been training in Japan. Mm-hmm. She's been training at the dojo in uh, L.A. under Shibata. Like, this isn't like diva, you know, 2007 type XWW right. person. Right. Kyrie obviously has a great history. So I think I think she's going to have something to prove. And how, much, how long do you think they're going to go? I hope they go 15 to 20. Yeah, I, I'm saying minimum they're doing 20. I wouldn't be surprised they do 30, man. Yeah, and that'd be crazy. I, I think he, I think he, I think Sasha might want to think, let's go the Bailey route instead of a new, uh, like mm-hmm. the people think of that as their greatest match, you know, the uh, Iron Man. And I wouldn't be surprised she wants to do 30 or something. Mm. I'm surprised this is the main, like this isn't the main event. I know you have Okada with a heavyweight title. But, um, and, you know, we've already, we'll be talking about this, but, like, Okada Tanahashi has been done, well, according to the New Japan uh, site, they've wrestled 15 times in singles matches before. And it's not like they do big-time singles matches that often in in New Japan. So this is, um, I guess they, they must have fought in WWE at some point. It says Kyrie has a one nothing record on her. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, the, they they even say at the bottom of the New Japan article, it's the most hotly anticipated match in professional wrestling this year. It's early. It's only February. But I don't even I don't think that's overstating it that much. No, so this is this is a big name leaving WWE and trying something completely new in wrestling. I it has a hard, hardcore following. I mean, right. People love her. I mean, uh even outside in wrestling, outside she can be a real, you know, divisive person. She looks like she can be a real shithole to her fans um, if you meet her in person. Uh, but uh, I mean, she's popular, man, and and she's and you know, and you, you truly, she's one of those people you really believe kind of got screwed over, who mm-hmm. really could be on the top of the WWE. Like she really, she is more talented than Charlotte. Um, is a better promo than Charlotte. Has more charisma than Charlotte. Um, and I'm a this is coming from a guy who likes Charlotte a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sasha was better. And but you know she has Charlotte's a flair. So she was the heir apparent. I mean, it, I mean, it's. I mean, there's a lot of people who want to see her succeed and do other things, other than uh, 
be pigeonholed on where she was in the WWE. I mean. Yeah. I mean, the match she had with Bianca at Mania. I'm sure I've said this before on the program. I mean, that was a gosh, was that last year's Mania or two years already at this point? Two years ago. Good God. Um, That moment at the beginning of the match and then post-match where the two, you know, two African-American women face-to-face on a huge stage, the crowd was in it, the two of them were in it. They were both very emotional. Like my wife even stopped what she was doing and and watched because it was just like, there, it was this special energy that made CNN, that made ESPN, and and then kind of just she was forgotten after mm-hmm. that. Which, and, and then Bianca lost in 30 seconds at SummerSlam later that year. Yes, so, I was there. Uh, it was very unpleasant. Yeah, so I'm, and I've heard the stories about her being kind of a jerk to her fans, which was a bit disappointing to, to hear because she is very well-loved, dude, because she seems authentic. She thinks... She seems like she really cares about wrestling more so than like the sports entertainment part. She keeps it seriously. So I, I'm really excited to see this match because I have no idea what it's going to look like. It could be an utter disaster. Right. It could be. She might be so rusty they might, <laughs> that it's going to be horrible, but it's still going to be a sight to see. I'm going to throw a bone out here. Now, of course, and by the, incidentally, the main event, uh, two, two guys that know each other very well. Uh, Okada defending the world title against Tanahashi, so we'll just leave that one there. Um, well, I bet you we'll hear a quick one. I mean, I mean, I saw him, those guys wrestle at the G1 in Dallas a few years back. I'm sure, I mean, that wasn't even the best match on that card. I mean, I was excited because it's like, you know, it's like the steamboat flair of, of Japan. Um, right, right. Uh, and I'm sure they'll have a good match, but they'll be doing a lot of their greatest hits type of thing. Um, I don't think they're going to put on an epic or anything. No, no they have a tendency to work a little bit lighter when they're in the States. I yeah. Think. Um, <clears throat> which begs the question. Uh, I don't know how misogynistic New Japan bookers are, but could we see Kyrie and Mercedes go last? No. I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. I, they protect that title pretty hardcore. Yeah. And- and they protect Okada pretty hardcore. Yeah, very rarely does that IWGP not go last. I don't. I can't remember. I mean, uh, true. That is true. I just, I, I just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know me. There's nothing wrong with throwing it out there. Yeah, I love Okada. So, and um, and also like it wouldn't be the worst idea if it was someone just regularly booking it. Right. But you might be right, Steve. I didn't even think about that. Like, uh, when when did Sasha wrestle last? It's got to it's had to have been what over a year, uh, maybe even longer. So, we could say this might be an amazing match, and then on the other hand, it could be a fucking mess. So, <laughs> either so, man, she's a pro. Yeah. I mean, hell, look at the steamboat's return. I mean, he had to wrestle. I mean, hell, let's not even use that one. Let's lose one. Like it's when he came back and wrestled Jericho. I mean, uh, I mean, I think that this, I think that's more akin to what we'll see. Uh, as in, I think she's a natural and uh, right. And then trust me, she ain't going in there calling it on the fly. These girls are going to be working on this behind the scenes. Cause Sasha ain't going out there to make make a fool of herself. Right. So and uh, all right, so there you go. So there's the battle in the valley, which will take place if you're listening to this Friday, the day it drops tomorrow night. It is on New Japan World. Uh, how much is it if you watch it 
Watch it live? Yeah. Um, I'll look that up as we're talking. Okay. Um, uh, and then the next show, according to Wiki, the next show after this will be Fantastica Mania, which is when New Japan and CMLL kind of do some dances. Um, uh, what was that rumble on 44th Street? When was that? That was, uh, oh no, that was back in October. I feel like that, I feel like that show was, uh, was more recent, but it wasn't. <laughs> it just went up on New Japan World recently, so that's probably why. Yeah, I don't know why I'm thinking that, but. All right, so while Steve's uh, checking that out, uh, let us take a look at um, the big show this weekend, the big one, um, taking place Saturday night, right here on the, well, not right here, but on Peacock, or if you're at the Bell Center in Montreal, we are talking, of course, about Elimination Chamber. In Germany, the pay-per-view is called No Escape, for obvious reasons. Um, it is the 13th uh, Chamber. Of course, it debuted in 2000. Well, the the match debuted in 2002. The, the pay-per-view proper debuted uh, in 2010. Um, it is at the Bell Center Montreal, home of the... Uh, home of the uh, Canadians. This is the first pay-per-view in Montreal. Ready for this one, guys? First pay-per-view in Montreal since Breaking Point 2009. Wow. Crazy. And I don't remember the last... Do you think that's because Vince just really hated Montreal? (laughs) Can you imagine? That'd be pretty funny. Um... Well, they went there a lot when Vince, when uh, Hogan was back. and, and Yeah, that was uh, before the fans, before, you know, they all hated Vince. And, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back when you had uh, the Rougeaus running things, too, up there. Well, so I'm talking about, I'm, relationship. Saying, like, when, I'm saying when Hogan came back in 02. Remember, there was that, he came to Montreal right after he beat Triple H for the title at, at Backlash. And he got like a fucking bitchin' pop. Um, uh, so, but anyway. Um Obviously, good timing because of one of the two participants in the main event. Um, All right. So there's five matches. Obviously, two of them are chambers. So those will both probably be 40 each. And then we have three other matches. So uh, Bobby Lashley. I don't know why. Why is this match happening here? This is strange. this, This might be a little foreboding. Why this match is happening at the chamber and not at WrestleMania. I don't know if this is a bad sign, but Bobby Lashley. Maybe you think maybe they'll go Brock and Gunther uh, for Mania? Oh, that's entirely possible. That's a good call. Thank they you. They did it like pretty that. hard at, at the Rumble. Or yep. they'll just do it again. Brock <laughs> Lesnar Lashley and Brock. On, yeah, Brock Lesnar taking on Bobby Lashley. Or Gunther gets involved in the finish here, and then they make it a three-way at Mania. For the yeah. ice belt. That would be that would be interesting. And Or maybe do a four-way and throw... Uh, throw uh, uh, Seamus. What's his name? Seamus, thank you, in the mix. What do you like in this match, uh, Pete? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be a fun match. I like both I workers. I like, uh, I think they'll, I think they'll be doing a, a lot of stuff. Uh, and hell, they might run it back again, like you were saying, Steve, maybe build it into a no hard holds barred match or something for Mania. Um, so it might end up in a schmoz or some screw job finish. Um, I, I think I think we'll be entertained though. Mm-hmm. Of course, they they wrestled at the Rumble a year ago, not last month, but a year ago. Um, 
Lashley beat Brock for the WWE title, thanks to um, Roman. They had a rematch at Crown Jewel in November, which Lesnar won, although Lashley dominated the match. Um, and then uh, Brock came back at the Raw is uh, 30. Um, and then, of course, Brock got dumped out uh, of the Rumble fairly quickly. Um, what do you think, Steve? I don't know. It could go... It, it can kind of go either way. Like it's very rare that they have Brock lose on pay-per-view and right. for the most part, it chilled this past week. Lashley had the one up on Lesnar each time. Uh, very strange that Lashley had been presented as a face until this popped up. And now he's kind of the heel going on. Um, I, I would love to see Brock and Gunther at mania. Like absolutely love it. Uh, that would be, I don't want to say a dream match. It's not like I've been thinking about it for years, but in terms of interesting WrestleMania matches, that would be right up there on the list. Yeah, you think could be the best worker in the WWE right now. Yeah, I would say so yeah. too. Um, and, and, they, and they're behind him. Like, Triple H is yeah. definitely behind him. You saw it at the Rumble. Yeah, when you um, give him 50 plus, yeah, that's not someone who, that's someone they believe and trust. Right. Um, so I'll say, I'll say Lesnar. Um, and maybe they'll do a three-way at Mania, um, but yeah, I'll say Lesnar here. He it's rare that he loses, and it's especially rare that he loses at a what I would say is a B pay-per-view. Right, I agree with you on that. Um, uh, yeah, I think this is just gonna be a nice meat slapper, and then we'll go from there. I, I kind of like the Brock uh, Gunther thing. I, I think that's gonna be. I think you got to do that. I think. Brock's mm-hmm. never been intercontinental. I mean, it'd be funny. Brock's never been intercontinental champion. Not that I would have Gunther job to him, but that'd be fun. Another belt for another title for his resume. You know, that they could pump that up. That'd be interesting. Uh, we have a mixed tag. Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on the Judgment Day. Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Um, I have a feeling we are going to see Charlotte somewhere in this match. Because, of course, it is Charlotte and Rhea at WrestleMania. So I think we'll see Charlotte somewhere here. You know, they're going to do lots of cheating, and I think Charlotte will fuck up Dominic or some shit. Um, so I like Edge and Beth here, Steve, and I think Charlotte somehow gets involved. Yeah, this better be the end of this Edge versus Judgment Day feud because it's been going on a real long time. Yep. And and I think, you know, they're in Canada, so Edge and Beth will will definitely win and then – uh, I don't know what you do with Finn and Damian Priest and Dominic after this, though. I hundred percent agree, man. It's like it's a, it was a, it was a gimmick built around Edge, and then they went in a different direction. And, and yeah, I don't know what opponents you have made for him uh, after this. It's a, yeah, it's weird, 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 weird. It's a motley crew, and you know Damian Priest it has a great look. Um, it, he can be pretty decent in the ring. I've ha- I've seen him in some pretty great matches, but he doesn't have he doesn't have long to go. He's pretty old. Yeah, I think he's thirty eight or something. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and you know, Finn is. I, I think Finn is bigger than this. I really do. Uh, and they just they just he keeps getting that like kind of push pull where he you think he's going to get past the certain point, like they did with him at uh, SummerSlam when he beat Seth for the for the red belts and then got mm-hmm. injured. And ever since yeah, that's then, the thing is I don't think they trust him because of his injuries. Yeah. And I also think, you know, I also have this feeling. I don't think he wants it bad enough to. Uh, 
Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. I, 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 think, can... I feel like, you know, he's been more than happy to go back to NXT when he did. You know, it's like that. Um, I don't think he has the hunger mm-hmm. to be a guy anymore. I mean, he's, he's getting up there, too. Right. Yeah, you just can't tell because he's, he's like he doesn't age. No, yes. he really doesn't, but he's got to be in his, he's got to be in his, uh, see how old Finn is. Yeah, I'm looking it up here. The um, pay-per-view, he's 41. The God, That's dude, crazy. I wish I looked that like that when I was 41. I know, right? Holy shit. Right. Um, the pay-per-view is 1999 on Fight, uh, like kind of the equivalent of about 21 or 22 if you do it on the New Japan World. Or, like I said, you can probably wait like four oh, weeks. Oh, that's right. We said that earlier in the show. I'm at Yeah. Me. That's right. We did say that. That's right. Yep. So I 20 bucks on site. Yep. No, I, no, I was wrong. No, it actually says it on the poster. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, good call, Steve. Yeah. So it's it's 19.99 on fight. And then in 30 days, it'll be free on New Japan World. And this seems like the kind of show I could wait for. I mean, I have no problem paying 20 bucks, but, but that's a show I could wait for. And obviously... The chamber is free. Yeah, well, unless you're a Sasha Banks fan, uh, I don't. I mean, a hardcore fan. I think that's the only reason you would actually get this show, or, or you're just a, a wrestling junkie. I mean, right? Exactly. I'm happy waiting for for it to hit New Japan World myself. The older I get, the more I, I can I can be patient. Like I can even wait for some movies that come out of the theater nowadays because they hit mm-hmm. Disney or HBO Max so fast or whatever. Or you know. Yeah. Well, then, then we're example. old enough, though. I get tired and I forget about it. <laughs> yeah that too and i'm like well, i know i meant to watch something and then like three years later oh yeah i forgot to watch that well you're the i mean look uh uh perfect example pre-end game when we were still actually in the the uh infinity saga i would have gone to see every uh marvel movie right out of the gate but somebody yeah. asked me today somebody asked me today oh, are you gonna go see quantumania i'm like yeah i'll wait till disney plus yeah it's like it'll be that's what i'm waiting for them all I have yeah. one. That's a Spider Man. I think it was the only one I went to the theater in. Yeah. The last movie I saw in the theater was uh Violent No. Uh uh was it Violent Night? No, I've seen a movie since then, haven't I? Was Violent Night the last movie I saw in the theater? No, it's I think mine was either Spider Man or Batman. Uh what what do I got? I think Scream Six is the next one I'm gonna see. <laughs> I think it's the next one I'm gonna see in theaters. Uh, but I, I didn't go, see. Uh, I saw the the menu with 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 my daughter. Oh, it was actually yeah. really good. And I, I'm not a big horror guy. I was. I really enjoyed it. Well, I did I, see I, Halloween yeah. ends back in October. I saw Violent Night. Did I see something? Oh, I saw Megan. I saw Megan. Oh, how was that? I, I loved it. She's awesome. Insane, That's... right? I got. I love her. I want a Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want someone who pisses me off to look at me. I want I want so I want Megan to look at Jordan Duncan and go, "You should probably run." And then of course, <laughs> he, and and of course he can't. <laughs> good luck. No, I love you, JD. Um. So yeah. So I, I. So anyway, the point we're saying is that Battle in the Valley looks like a great and like even the Chamber. I may I may watch it. I used to be religious watching the pay per views live. I'll probably watch this on Sunday. Like I'm not gonna go crazy. Having you know this in front of me Saturday night, the chamber. I'll watch it Sunday. It helps you know that the football season's over. Um, I like I'll, I might watch it Sunday just because I'll have more time. Usually, I've been I've been I've been, been beer number nine or whatever watching football all day, um, and so I have no time for the pay per view afterwards. Right, uh, but I can definitely watch this. You know, it looks like it's easy to digest. 
Yeah, this I can't see this show going over three hours, but there, there's uh, honestly the only one match I'm interested in. But um, probably Lashley and Lesnar, I'd, I'll watch too. Right. Um, we'll get to uh, that main event in a minute. Let's go to the two chambers. So let's go to the men's chamber. Uh, the United. Oh, I, States- I personally think uh, Rhea Ripley's team is going to win this one. So. Oh, you think so? Okay. I, yeah. I think it's going to. I think it's going to end some kind of mess. Involving Charlotte because they got to pump I that just up. I don't think they want to have her lose going into. I want to. I think they want to keep her momentum going. Yeah, you're probably right. I could see that. Beth eating the pin means nothing because she's an announcer. So yeah. Uh, all right. Let's let's uh, let's do let's talk the two chambers and then we'll get to the to the big main event. So, and you could right here out of the gate you could tell Triple H is booking because the men's chamber is for the. United States Championship. Austin Theory. And they have never defending. done that one, have they? No. No, the only chamber the only chamber I can remember non either number one contender or for a world title yeah. was the one they did for the tag. They did a tag one. Okay. While, about maybe like, I don't know, five or six years ago, I think. I'll look that up while we're talking. Um, so Austin Theory defends against Seth Freaking Rollins, Johnny G, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Um, I I got two choices here. Um, I could see Austin Theory keeping it, or I could see Bronson Reed winning it because I think that's that's a Triple H. He's a total Triple H guy. That was one of Vince's moronic cuts. Um, although I could see Johnny Gargano. I don't know. Pete, you go first. What do you think? I think it might be Seth freaking Rollins. Um, oh, yeah? Okay. I don't know. I mean, hell, I mean, it could be anybody, honestly. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like, it's like almost like a who's of I don't care. Um <laughs> You know, hey, we might go. We might decide to go with that Montez Ford singles push, and you know, uh, but I don't see that. Um, Gargano, he was kind of like the. He was just there at the Rumble. Like he didn't really get a big reaction. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Seth freaking Rollins. Okay, you got a bit, guys. Though you made an interesting point, Pete. We're talking about a match where we don't know who's going to win. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. You know? What do you think, Steve? All right. I'll use this match to talk about how I feel about WWE right now. Because, you know, you you guys know I really haven't watched it for Mm -hmm. quite a long time. However, I did watch all of the Royal Rumble. And for the most part, I enjoyed it. One of the criticisms I have after watching the Royal Rumble is, and, and I have followed like the the Bloodline story. It's, you know, it's pretty easy to to follow that through YouTube or just reading recaps or or whatnot. Yeah, it's really top heavy, and it, it almost reminds me of like the Attitude Era where you had just nuclear hot main events, and the rest of the stuff was pretty much garbage. Like you know your ninety eight, ninety nine stuff. Yeah, like, he has job squad or whatever. Yeah, like, like great. You have an angle, but he means shit. Yeah, yeah. I I like Montez Ford, but I yeah I don't think they're gonna do a single th- uh, thing with him. He's not exactly hot. 
like Johnny Gargano, since he's come back, he did like some weird clown shit with the Miz and Dexter Loomis. And then like you <laughs> and then so- like you like he was like the the third person in that. And he's like, ha ha ha, Dexter Loomis and the Miz, ha ha. And then he'd run away. Um and ever since he came back, Bronson Reed, he wasn't even in the rumble, was he? No. So no, you got wasn't. two guys who they brought back, which I believe deserve to be in the WWE, but it's not like they've done anything with them. Like now, you know, Vince didn't do anything with them, but Triple H really isn't doing anything with them either. Damien Priest, like he's pretty much the fourth member of Judgment Day at this point, right? Because, you know, Dominic gets more of the, the talk. Yeah, Dominic's been pretty damn good in that role. He's like almost, you know, he's channeling Eddie in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Theory, I could not give two shits about. Like, is John Cena light to me? Uh, I always thought thought he was vanilla. We've been watching him on the Indies. I was like, this guy's vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we've talked about that, Pete. Like, even when we saw him, like, against, like, Keith Lee and stuff like that. Yeah. He, like, like, the entire crowd died when he was out there. Yeah. He's a handsome dude, but it's just, like, who cares? Do yeah. Finn Balor's uh, handsome, too. <laughs> we just talked yeah. about him. Do we think, guys, Vince pushing him uh, at the beginning kind of ruined him, and he's not been able to kind of get the stink off? It's well, to me, bad. personally, like, I thought he stunk beforehand. Like I, maybe stunk's not the wrong, the right word. Like stink, he's just like, like you said, vanilla. He's just kind of plain. He's, I don't know, like a natural born thriller from WCW. Yeah. Great body, yeah. great look, young, but you know, plain. Like you can say that about Cena, but Cena also had an outsized personality to go with it, like oh, an man. oversized personality to go with. We're gonna that. Have, we're gonna have to get Groomberg on the show now so we can defend the greatness that is Mike Sanders. Nice job, Steve. You had to mention the natural born thrillers. <laughs> Um, I've seen some theory that I've liked, but I just overall, I mean, he's like almost like be a, a channel changer for the most part. Yeah. And then so we know that Seth Rollins is likely going to go up against Logan Paul. So the question is, does that match need a title? Probably no. not. No. Probably not. So I don't think Rollins will win. So I just think Theory's going to retain somehow. Maybe uh, Logan Paul comes and screws him over, you know, and as yeah. he but. I, I have a feeling just because, like I said earlier, just because he's a Triple H guy to um, maybe re- rebuild after Vince kind of fucked it up and got rid of him. I like Bronson Reed. You know, Bronson Reed was a strong, good North American champion in NXT. He lost the belt and then Vince cut him loose. Um, he looked great he in the still- G1 last year. Yeah, he did. Him yep. Vito, didn't they have him beat Okada? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, because Okada was ch- was Okada champ? No, who was Okada champion? was champ in the G one, but I think uh, <laughs> I'm going. Oh God, Jay White is fun. Um, <laughs> Jay White blames Okada for Bronson Reed leaving for WWE. He like his interviews are even. <laughs> he's like one of the few kayfabers, like in, in interviews, right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, Jonah so, won the first one. Uh, Bronson Reed won the first one. And then um, Okada, you know, took it back when they did the rematch. Which is and didn't he work nice. blood sport last year Mania? Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So we think that either Theory will probably retain or somebody, I think Bronson Reed. But it's going to be a banger of a match. we got a ton of good, talented guys um, in that match, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, Mont- uh, Montez is in there to do some crazy jump off the yeah off the cage. Right, you'll be doing the Rob Van Dam spots and yeah. stuff like that, or whatever. Do you think but they that, turn? Does, does does Bronson Reed feel like a U.S. champion to you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody. He was a good North American quote champion. Quote work rate belt. Yeah, I mean, he is a Haas. I thought he was a great North American champion. I don't know. I think Rollins is too big for it. Yeah, that too. Like, maybe at one point, like, Gargano at his peak NXT, like, if they were to put him up right away, like he could be a, a guy. Montez is just a tag guy, and he, like, but, like you, know, you just said, he's just there to do a high point. Is too big for it. Again, you know, with, with Reigns being off the road and not having the belt, maybe they want to establish that U.S. title as a touring belt for him. Well, and they were kind of doing that with the Intercontinental belt, like putting it on Nakamura and then putting it on Gunther. They're kind of trying to make yeah. it a bigger deal. Do we think uh, Angela Dawkins turns heel? God, I think it's going to be like Otis and Tucker, unfortunately. Like, yeah, he, he means he's nothing without um, Montez. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see them getting rid of him. Like, the only... And now I'm talking myself out of it. I think Montez Ford will be someone who can win a U.S. title eventually, yeah, especially right. if they're doing this uh, reality show with him and, and Bianca. Right. But you right. got to build them. You can't just throw them in a Like, oh, yeah, here, here's a you know, qualifying I mean, Ford, match. Ford's a fun now. worker who has a lot of charisma. He can do some cool shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Dawkins is just his hanger on uh, for the most part. I mean... Yeah, I don't mm. disagree. Yeah, I like Dawkins too. Um, all right. Yeah, he's but he's so, no Marty Janetti. I mean, he's. I mean, he's. Oh God, a, no. You know. No, he's not. Thank God. Um. All right. So the other chamber match. Uh. So since um. Uh. Since speaking of Bianca, uh, she needs an opponent for the first weekend of April out in La La Land. Oscar, Liv Morgan. Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, Carmella. One of those six will take on uh, Bianca for the Raw Women's title in L.A. I am not crazy about, well, first off, you know me about how I feel about Natalia, but uh, I like, I think, see, here's the thing. This is a match where if Tripoli, if uh, Vince was booking, it'd probably go to like Carmella or something because he'll think she's hot. And But it's Triple H. All right, fuck it. I'm going to say it. I like, I like Raquel Rodriguez. I think, I think because, because Bianca is the more, I guess you could say, not Bianca and Charlotte, Rhea is the more high-profile women's match that weekend. I think giving giving um, someone like Raquel an opportunity uh, against a Bianca 
on the big stage might be a nice thing. Um, because I thought all along that Rhea was going to pick Bianca since they're on the same brand and Rhea could kind of build the Judgment Day thing with her as the boss. Instead, she crossed over and, you know, went back to the 2020 rematch. So that's my pick. I'm picking Raquel. I think she's going to win it because I think I think that match is not going to need as much. That match can be comfortably good without having to really build it like crazy. So and Bianca could be a little heelish and kind of be a little condescending to her. So that that's my that's my take. I like Raquel. What do you think, Pete? I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm hoping for Oscar. I mean, she's always been one of my favorites. I just don't. I just don't. I mean, I just don't want to see Carmella. No, I don't either. <laughs> I love Oscar. I love Oscar. I love her new paint. I love the cat paint. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think that's something that'd be interesting. I think they'd both play off each other really well in the match because uh, both of them have uh, charisma and spades. Um, they both can work. Mm. Oscar can really work. Bianca can work, but Oscar is, you know, she's a general. Right. And so I think they might. I mean, I'd love to just see them that go in that direction. Okay, so you like Oscar? What do you think, Steve? I mean, I th- you know, I talked about CSJ being my favorite male wrestler. Oscar's my favorite female wrestler. She's just so creative. She is. Uh, I'm just trying to uh, like. I enjoy the crazy Nikki Cross character. That was when she was at her best in NXT. Mm-hmm. But they, they haven't tapped into that enough. Um, they just did the whole story with Liv Morgan. I can see Rodriguez, but I just don't think she's big enough of a star yet. Yeah. She's got the look. She's one of the few like women on the roster who's like a taller, like stronger, bigger girl. Compared, I mean, like Nikki Cross is tiny. Liv Morgan's tiny. Natalia is tiny, you know, in terms of height. Um, Carmella is... Like Carmella, I'm sure is a great dancer. <laughs> like she's she's uh, she's I, I don't know. She's just never really got it. Uh, so I hope that Oscar wins. I just the only other person I could see winning is Liv Morgan, but that just doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't make much sense to me. Right. You might be right on the Raquel. I, I just want I, the only reason I'm saying that is because I feel like. Um, I think the, whoever, I mean, if it's Roman, let's, we're going to assume it's Roman and, and Cody. We'll stick to mm-hmm. that for the moment. I think they're going to put that match and Charlotte Rhea on opposite nights. So that's my take. I think Charlotte Rhea will be on Saturday. And I think Roman Cody obviously will be on Sunday. So I think putting Bianca against somebody that you don't have to really I think the whole point is it's good that Raquel hasn't reached that level yet. And it's and you don't really have to kind of sweat it for the next several weeks. But you guys are right. She may not be ready for that spot. And I, 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 I could pick up what you're putting down. I just feel like maybe it's a good opportunity because you don't have to put as much weight on that women's match because all the weight's going to be on the Charlotte-Rhea match. So, but listen. She's a character I think we can get behind, and I just don't think it's here yet. Um, okay. But I could be wrong. I mean, uh, but listen, guys, you're not, you're not, Oscar. Uh, no one's been like, like you two. I, I, she's been in my camp since two, 2016. Mm-hmm. I love her. I think she's hot. 
paint and the, and the I don't know. Some people think I'm weird, but I don't know the the mist and the creepy smile and the I don't know. It turns me. I don't know. I think it's hot. But anyway, that's just, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's arousing. <laughs> Maybe I'm using the wrong adjectives. Uh, let's <laughs> my pod for all these strange adjectives. But anyway, um, <laughs> nah. Um, I love Oscar too. And if it's Oscar Bianca, no argument out of me. None at all. I just I, I'm I'm taking into account. That the whoever beyond that match, Bianca versus whoever, is not going to need as much weight in terms of and maybe even airtime as Rhea and Charlotte's going to have. So you could put a Raquel in there and really crap the show out. Have well, you you're have right. two days, so I mean they have you know right. But you guys are right. I, I love Raquel, and I think she will get her moment in the sun. Maybe the, maybe 2023 will be a good year for her to build and grow and grow. I don't know how old she is. Um, it seems like she's probably in her late 20s, so she's probably obviously got a lot of juice left. Yeah, I mean, second um, generation, her father's Rudy Boy Gonzalez. I mean, yeah. So she's got the juice. <laughs> I didn't realize she was a Rudy Boy's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, what a, what a dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I was just kind of thinking outside the box since that's not the match that that's not the women's match. We're going to be really, oh, having said that, um, I think you're right. I, 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 I can, I could, I could go with you thinking that this may not be her and that's fine. Maybe she gets a secondary title shot, maybe the middle of the year before SummerSlam, you know, maybe in June. Um, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, so, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep her as my pick just in case. But I like you guys picking Oscar. No problem with that at all. She's she's back. She's fresh. I have zero problem with that. Zero problem with that. So, all right. Why That's is it, it now? Right? It's match anyway. That's, That's it? it. No more matches. Yep, we're done. <laughs> PTV wrestling match though. Uh, I don't know. Why aren't any of her? Why aren't any of them in the match? No EO, no Dakota. Where are any of them? That's odd. Yeah, I would have actually, thought, I, I didn't even think of that. I would have thought they'd maybe try to do something like Evolution at SummerSlam 03, where they stick Orton in there to kind of protect Triple H. Maybe mm-hmm. they stick EO in, in there, or EO, or to kind of protect Bailey so she could get the title shot. I love that idea. What's wrong with that? Yeah, Becky because, Lynch's not on there either. Yeah, that's well. Maybe they're going down another path. Hell Becky in a Bailey. cell. Yeah. Becky and Becky and Bailey's hell in a cell at WrestleMania. Just yeah. <laughs> make the cage bigger. All right, here we go. Roman Reigns, our undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the Chief, the head of the table. He has hit nine hundred as of as of we're recording. Nine. I saw it on Twitter today. Nine hundred days as. Wow. Champion. 900. I don't know. Let's see who's... Let's take a look. I'm going to do this. Um, WWE. I wonder if... Uh, all right. So I'm looking at the WWE title. I want to see where he would be on the list of... Uh, the list of guys. Let's see. Uh, let me see. Looking to see where he would be in the list of uh, guys with the longest titles. Um, it says current champion Roman Reigns, but all right. So days. Okay. Um, all right. 
So, so, all right. So let's, the 900 days total, all right, the 900 days total as Universal Champion, uh, only four, only five guys have held a title longer in the history of WWE. Pedro from, uh, from 71 till he lost to Stan Stasiak. Bruno's second reign from 73 till he lost to superstar Billy Graham in 77. Bob Ackland, when he technically beat Bobby Duncan in the Texas death match. And then, of course, lost to uh, lost to um, uh, the Sheik. Hogan, the big run, January 23rd, 84 to February 5th, 88. And then, of course, Bruno. Bruno's uh, first reign, which will never be touched because no one's <laughs> even Triple H as awesome as he wants to put guys over. No one's ever going to hold a bell for two thousand eight hundred and three days again. So let's just put let's just forget that. So Roman's nine hundred days as champion is only bested by five guys, all of which or four guys. All four of them are in the WWE Hall of Fame and all are all times and they're all in the seventies. Taking on Sami Zayn on Sami Zayn's home turf. I think it's going to be an amazing match. I think Cody Rhodes will be at ringside, but I just don't see it happening. It's not going to happen because we're getting Roman and Cody. End of story. So this may end in a schmaz. This might be like uh, Brett and Diesel at the 95 Rumble where there's just so many fucking guys running in. They just decide to bag the fucker. Would that be a great ending? No, that ending would suck. But what do you do? I just can't. Sammy Steen's not winning. It's just not happening. Um, so either Roman wins or this ends in some kind of a mess. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, this, the, I don't think it's going to end in a mess. I, well, it's going to have to end in some mess because if Sammy, when Sammy doesn't win, Montreal is going to be pissed. Um, do you remember when Sammy, uh, was it, he wrestled Cena when he came out for the first time? Yes. And Brett introduced him. Do you mm -hmm. remember the crowd reaction when that happened? Just for him coming out and taking on John Cena it was unreal. Correct. Now you have him in the hottest program in the WWE in perhaps years. But we know what the main event at WrestleMania is going to be already. Right. And unless they do something like a triple threat match... Or split it somehow where Roman defends the belt on two different, you know, one belt on on the first night and the other belt on the second night. Roman's going to have to win. And because Sammy's not winning this match as much as I would mark out if he did. You know, I've been a Sammy Zayn fan for God, since he debuted in Ring of Honor, it was probably the first time I saw him, like probably 06. Right. So nothing would make me happier than to win. I just, I don't want to say they booked themselves in a corner because they really didn't see this coming, how big it was going to get. And I don't, I don't know how you could. Right. And, and before I go any further, and I, I'm on a, I don't know, before Pete, you give me your thoughts. I personally do not think this is Daniel Bryan 2014. No. Okay. Cody no, Rhodes no. is not, Cody Rhodes is not Blutista. Mm -mm. People want Cody to win. There are people that want Cody to win. 
Most people want Cody to win. So this is not that. Um, because un- instead of what Vince did, which was try to s- sweep Daniel Bryan under the rug until you couldn't deal with that anymore, Triple H is embracing the fact that you've got two legit guys. But I think deep down, let's be honest, and I hate to say this, I'm going to get totally pummeled for this. I just don't see Sami Zayn as, a, as world champion. I'm probably wrong. I know. I know what you're saying. I, re- you know? I really do know what you're saying. Like, in terms of looks and, you know, body type and, you know, the way they kind of handle themselves, like, for lack of a better way. Like, Sammy's, you know, kind of dresses sloppy. He's, you know, kind of aw shucks. He's, I mean, he's a real good dude. He's smart as hell. Let's put it this way, Steve. I could see Sami Zayn winning, having a title reign like Liv Morgan did. Mm-hmm. But not here. Not if in it, this stage. I could see him doing it if there were two separate belts. Oh, absolutely. Like it was like if there was a Raw and SmackDown belt, like there there were for many years. I can see him for sure doing that. Like with both like maybe it might happen like a token one, like, you know, in the middle of the year at some point when it's not as right. important. But right. And I hate to say it because, like, in, if I were sitting down and booking my fantasy uh, wrestling corp, you know, company, I, he would be a world champion at some point because I love him that much. And I would right. mark out like none other if he won. He's just not going to. So no, then, he's not. yeah, he's not. like my thought all along is that he <laughs> loses, but there's a reunion with Kevin Owens at the end. Kevin Owens comes out to save him this time. And then mm-hmm. you go with the Usos at Mania, and they win the titles from them. Yep. Um, how that works with Jey Uso, it will be some cool writing to figure out. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Pete? I want Sammy to win. I think I can totally buy him as world champion. I think mean, the crowd would go for it. Sure. Um, but it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Uh so yeah, they're gonna do something to uh, lead to a big schmoz, or somehow I, I don't know. Uh, they're they're booking it better than I can think of booking it. Um, so uh, I don't need a fantasy book because I want to watch and uh, see what they do next. Yeah, yeah. I can even I can see them having the big like spot at the end of Mania, where not at the end of Mania, but in Mania, where. Sammy and Kevin win the tag belts, and then Sammy makes up with the Usos, and then kind of the bloodline all goes their separate ways. Because you think once, like you know, the assumption of Cody beating Roman, and then I would guess that Roman would take a bit of time off. <coughs> yeah, well, I think he's shooting something. Somebody told me he's shooting like a movie or a TV show or something, so he might be taking time off, regardless. Mm-hmm. So, um. Anyway, it's going to be a fun show. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, like I said, I, I know I'm not going to be home. I don't think I'm going to be home tomorrow night. Uh, well, if you're watching, listening to this on Friday, tomorrow night, I'll probably watch it on, on uh, Sunday. But uh, So there you go. There is uh, your uh, big three uh, shows this weekend. GCW, uh, Middle of the Night, uh, New Japan Battle of the Valley, and the uh, WWE Elimination Chamber. Uh, next Friday night is Impact's No Surrender. And then when we're back in two weeks, we will preview AEW Revolution. Um, and then, of course, the road to Mania. And I, I do think, Pete, that AEW will build some juice again 
in the late spring when they get their time. Like after Mania, WWE kind of dips a little. AEW, I think, will get their spike when they head towards double or nothing and they, you know, their big number one contend, you know, their kind of battle royal, their their royal rumbly thing and build somebody. So I think I think I think uh I think AEW will get their spike at late spring. And then of course Ring of Honor, Steve. We don't know what uh you know. Don't they what's it, don't they have a show? What's their next show? They're going to be taping at the end of this month and their first TV show will be March 2nd. Okay. And then they're going to have their show over WrestleMania that um Super I don't Card know what is is that Supercard of Honor? Yeah, they Super do that Card yearly. Yeah, Supercard of Honor. So, all right. Well, there we go. Uh, there's this week's episode of the main event. We hope you enjoyed it. Steve, where can everyone find you? Well, we could find you and me on the pot of honor. Our first yes. episode already dropped. We got some, got positive feedback for it. We are we going to be doing the second one shortly, which will be a little bit of a Jay Briscoe retrospective. Yes. Um, yep. You can also see me a couple times. Um, I'm the, the fill in host on, you know what that means? The AEW uh, podcast. That's, on the the place to be it's on i can't keep all these straight i'm old the no no self connection yeah Yeah, so you're Um, everywhere yeah and and check even if i'm not on it check that show out it's with jordan and andrew reese it's a lot of fun it is it's not it's not just a move by move recap show they just kind of go over some stories they just speculate about stuff for fun it's just like two guys talking about wrestling they have some humorous kind of mailbag questions that they make up at the end it's it's a really good show Mm. pete where can everyone find you Find me on Twitter at Titans of Wrestling. And here. <laughs> and here. And here. Uh, you can find me, of course, uh, at Scott C. Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do something, I do something called Wrestling Time Travel every day. I put up the date and I give you all the shows, uh, all the big shows from all the major promotions that took place in history on this date. For instance, as we're recording today, February 16th, uh, In Your House Final Four. 1997 and uh, NXT Takeover Portland, which was the last NXT show before the vid. As a matter of fact, Elimination Chamber 2020 in Philly was the last WWE show before the vid. So pretty funny there. Anyway, and of course, all our podcasts go up and I do polls and stuff at PTB and Wrestling. And of course, I'm everywhere. Uh, Pot of Honor. We'll have a new episode. I, I, Steve and I had a blast with the first episode. It was so much fun, and uh, we're gonna again. We're gonna be very Briscoe heavy uh, for March's episode, and and well, we got some topics coming up. Steve, uh, Pete, we hope to have you on. Nate, we'll we'll want some guests on down the line to kind of talk, uh, get into some topics. Uh, coming up later, uh, coming up next week, uh, will be a brand new episode of Through the Looking Glass. Dave Hall and I with another great topic that we hope you will enjoy. Um, and, uh, yeah, and all the other shows I'm on, of course, the NWA Saturday special, Dr. G and I, uh, the place be podcast. We're, we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now, um, uh, scheduling and vacations and stuff. JR and I will be back in late March, um, with some, uh, you know, to continue things, but, uh, you know, vacations and things, you know how that goes. Um, and, uh, yeah, so have a great weekend. Enjoy all the wrestling and, uh, for brother, uh, Pete, for brother, Steve, Nate, we love you and miss you. I am Brother Scott. You've been in the main event. Enjoy the wrestling, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Hey, Steve Willie. Yeah. Yes. Damn. I got Nate Milton. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing.